Let's see. There we go. It's been a while since I've done a solo podcast, uh, a little different of a structure that's going to happen. I decided recently it's probably best to keep the advice from Scott at gmail.com questions. I'll probably like sprinkle those in at the end of every solo podcast so that there's not like, I don't have to wait to make an advice from Scott podcast. I don't have to wait to answer your questions. I can progressively hit them and I don't have to dedicate an entire episode to doing them. I think that'll be best for everybody. So I, just to start that off right away, I mean, I got, I got the Gmail linked up right here and I'm ready to go at that at the end of it. Anybody who has any questions for me at all, besides Facebook ad questions, drop shipping questions, anything of that nature, uh, email me at advicefromscott at gmail.com and I'll do my best to answer your question. Let me just sign in right here. Um, so anyway, yeah, we had a situation happen last night. Get this story. I'm just chilling here with my friend and all of a sudden, like I fell asleep watching the purge. I put on the first purge, actually not to be confused with the actual first purge. I mean, it's the fourth purge called the first purge. I don't know why they would do that. It's definitely confusing, but I was watching that and I fell asleep and I started having purgey like dreams. Right. And then I wake I get woken up by my friend and she's like, Scott, there's a stranger in your apartment right now. Again, I'm on the 25th floor, okay? There's a stranger in your apartment right now. And I'm like, I thought I was still in the dream for sure. So I open my eyes and I see her and then I see this other girl I've never seen before in my entire life. Again, it's two, about 2 a.m. In the, in the morning and I'm just looking like this and I'm just like, Okay, I know I'm still in a dream, so I'm just waiting for some crazy shit to happen. I keep looking, I keep looking. I'm like, oh, damn, this is real. This is real. And then apparently she came in. Ah, the other light already cut off, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? Hold on one second, guys. I think I should be able to plug it in like this. That was the fastest light go ever. Hold on, I got the, there we go. Now we're back in business. For the people watching at home, you know how important that is. So yeah, she, she came in bleeding apparently. And, um, like she helped her, uh, with her bleeding. And then we kept asking her like, what happened? She wouldn't even tell us her name. And she finally like kind of told us her name. And then she wouldn't tell me what happened. She wouldn't tell us anything. Honestly, she was just like, let's just hang out. Uh, and then every time we asked her a question, she would just like ask a question back to us. And it was just the most bizarre situation. Worst night to ever watch the Purge movie, FYI. I thought I was still dreaming for a while. Um, damn, there's a lot of questions here on... What the fuck? Yeah, we got a lot of questions. Jesus, uh, for the advice from Scott. This goes back deep. Okay. Um, but I'm not going to get into that yet. I'm going to get into... I'm going to get into something I've been wanting to talk about for a while. Let me think. I guess... I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase it. Like I said, when I start these podcasts, guys, I don't have a subject plan. Go fuck yourself. I don't write out scripts. I don't, when I interview someone, I don't write out questions. I don't do a stupid, cringy introduction. I don't have four people on my podcast so that when one person comes in, it's question after question, annoying shit like that. Maybe you guys like that. I do not like that. I hate listening to podcasts. It's very rarely... I'll listen to a podcast with more than three people. Once you get to four, five, I've seen podcasts with 10 people. Hell no. But uh, 
I think one of the biggest issues that's hitting our generation, or at least a lot of people in the younger generation, is that they no longer think for themselves. They're con completely controlled by their TikTok, by their um, by their Facebook, by their uh, Twitter, all that shit. And like um, everybody's heard this before. Oh, you're controlled. But I'm just saying it's it, it, it's a bizarre thing. It's a really bizarre thing to see. 13 year olds or 10 year olds getting controlled by some horrid like horrible things like the subject ah i don't know guys but um let me just get off that subject and get right back into what's been going on i've been traveling like a motherfucker and i haven't uh austin show i feel like this guy this guy um i feel like this guy i might know that guy Anyway, sorry for getting so distracted. Let me get back to the subject at hand. So I went to L.A. That was super fucking fun. I hung out with, like, Fez, Mikey, Sabas, obviously, Jurassic, all the boys, Armin, all those people. And uh, and this is, uh, this is something I've been thinking about a lot. So I'm not even going to pretend. The first, like, three minutes I was talking, the past, like, three minutes... I was uh, trying to remember what I what podcast I wanted to make. Like literally, guys, I do not ever. Did you hear that? Holy fuck! Something just dropped. I'm, guys. I don't know if you guys heard that, but something definitely just fell on my apartment. It sounded like glass. Let me go check this out really quick. Uh, I'll, what the fuck was that? Let me. I'll I'll give you guys an update if there's anything. Already, if that girl's in here, that's going to be hilarious. Hello? Hello? God damn. Guys, can you imagine if that girl just showed up mid-podcast being like, hey, I heard that you have my uh, wallet. I'm just looking. I heard that you have my purse. God damn, that would be the craziest podcast ever. That would take this to a whole nother level. My God. Okay, anyway. Let me get back to what I've actually wanted to talk about. A lot of people have been thinking, I've been wanting, I've been, they saw me tweet about this and I do apologize. Like I literally guys, I don't like to plan these podcasts at all. I do apologize for, uh, for having to think about it for a while and just stall. But there's the issue of manifestation. And I think manifestation, I'm very anti-manifestation. And a lot of people are going to hear them be like, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> Let me explain to you exactly why. So I'm pretty, I like to think for myself, okay? And this whole manifestation thing kind of just started getting mainstream out of, out of nowhere. It's on Tic Tac, it's on Twitter, it's on Facebook, it's on all these, and all these like people are outward, outwardly expressing manifestation a lot of people are getting in manifestation groups. A lot of people are constantly on social, their social media posting about manifestation, manifestation this, manifestation that, because it's trendy, okay? Manifestation in itself is damaging, and let me explain exactly why. The, the act of manifestation is turning what you think into reality. Okay, your thoughts are reality. You can literally manipulate the world around you with thoughts. I truly believe that. When you put a label on, on, on what that is, you are doing yourself a massive disservice. 
And I totally understand why like the trendy crowd took this and ran with it because it just seems good. So they so anyway, let me get back to it. The trendy crowd took this and they kept pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. So now people are getting their manifestation groups. They're doing all this. Okay. Why the fuck are you defining an act of thoughts to reality when your thoughts are supposed to be your reality? I've never thought for one second, let me manifest something like this. Like the life I'm living right now, I knew I was already living before I lived it. I did not manifest this fucking life. I did not manifest anything. What's, and I'm not manifesting anything right now. What's in my head has already happened. I'm waiting for my body to catch up. To put a label on that, you're literally putting a separate divider between your thoughts and your reality when your thoughts are supposed to be your reality. But then the, this whole trendy crowd puts a fucking label right in between as if, they're, as if like somewhere deep, dark, and way out there, the act of manifestation is trying to dumb down and harm manifestation. These people who talk about manifestation don't know about the law of vibration. They don't know. They know about the law of attraction, but manifestation is the easiest way to just disregard and uh, not have to do any research at all about how this universe actually works. And you can just say manifestation. You could tweet about manifestation and you can use it in so many different terms where it doesn't even apply. Like, like I've heard people be like, I just went to like I was, I just manifested a Caesar salad because I, and I go, how? I mean, I went to Panera and ordered it. It's like that shit. Okay. It's like that fucking shit. Manifestation is so harmful, so harmful to anybody who's actually trying to quote unquote manifest things into their life because your thoughts need to be your reality. I don't know what you're talking about with this manifestation bullshit where you're trying, where it's like, you're self-admitting to your brain that you're trying to trick your brain into getting something out of it. Like Russ said, that ain't a Nissan, that's a McLaren. That's what I told myself, that's how I got it. I recognize the thoughts in my head were directly connected to what's in my pocket. And that's exactly what it is. I was, I was taught that money would come as soon as you feel like you already have it. See, so... There's a lot of people who are not feeling they're like, for example, someone wants a million dollars. I know a lot of people out here who are deep into manifestation, manifestation groups, all this manifestation, and they want a million dollars. The first thing they're going to say to their fucking bread, their fucking head is their fucking head for the bread is. Okay, I want to manifest a million dollars. How can I manifest this million dollars? Okay, let me call up my friends so we can do a manifestation group or anything like that. Yo, if I want to mani- quote unquote manifest a million dollars, I I don't know what you mean. Why would I need to manifest something that I already have? Why would I mean to manifest something I already have? I'm already a millionaire. I am a millionaire. It, this is the this is the clearest way that I can compare manifestation to true acts of law of vibration and law of attraction, which are intertwined into this universe. This is the best way to compare it. Okay. Someone who manifests that they want to be a millionaire would say, I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. Okay. Someone who already knows they're a millionaire, I am a millionaire. I am a millionaire. I got chills right there because there's no more, po- there, there is not, there is no more powerful statement to the brain than I am. Whatever you are, 
you have to repeat to yourself, I am. Not the dumbed down version of I'm, I'm, I'm. It is I am a soldier. I am whatever you want to be. Not I am manifesting to become this. That's like, look, look how loosey, like that's so loose. That's so, that's so wishy-washy. That's so fucking inauthentic. That's the best word I can describe this whole manifestation, this manifestation revolution. It's so inauthentic. It's, it, it's hilarious, guys. And they don't even, the people doing it don't even realize how unauthentic it is. My thoughts are my, my authentic thoughts are my authentic reality. And that's just how, that's just how you got to be. So next time you hear someone talking about manifestation, next time you hear people trying to form a manifestation group, like manifest, the act of turning your thoughts into reality is so personal. Like you have to feel the vibrations and you have to feel it. You really have to fucking feel it deep into the central nerve of your brain in order for it to actually work. Not just say, oh my God, I manifested this. Like, it's, it's so crazy. Like, I was out of gas in my car and then I just manifested a bunch of gasoline in my car by going to the gas station and getting some gas. People are out there thinking about like this, guys, and it, it's, it's a disservice to them and it's just not good for anybody in my opinion. So that's, uh, that's, that's what I've been thinking a lot. That's what I've been thinking a lot. I think um, never listen to anybody who's never done whatever it is you're trying to do is one side of who I am, and now this new side that's budding up is don't manifest because if you manifest, you're already admitting to your brain that there's a divide between your thoughts and your reality when your thoughts need to be your reality because supposedly that's what manifestation does, but because everybody in this world wants, everybody in this world wants to put a label on something. Why are you putting a label on something? I don't know. I'll never understand it. I think labels are... Uh, one of the most dangerous things because you can't even talk about certain subjects without people trying to label you and then by labeling you discredit you. It, it, it's, a, it's, a really interesting, um, it's a really interesting process to watch. And I don't know exactly what it is. I think it has something to do with the brain. Like the, it has something to do with the uncomforting feeling of the brain not being able to define something. Ooh, that was a good one. But, um, yeah, anyway, I was not, I haven't been feeling myself at all since COVID hit. Like not, I've been like not at 100%, okay? And I always wondered why. So when I went to Colorado that one time, it kind of like bright, gave me new life. Probably got me back to like 75, 80% just mentally. And then when I went on these trips, guys, bam, damn, 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 that was a fun time. Uh, it really started making me feel 100% again. And I haven't felt 100%. Like I said, I'm probably 110% right now. Like I talked about in my newest video. Uh, and it's just because travel was so big of a part of who I was that when I just stopped traveling, like I'm here in St. Louis. And when I just stopped traveling, um, I don't know, I just kind of just like sat there. Uh, the thing with St. Louis, I've repeated it so many times, but it's just like your level of inspiration here is very limited. Like, okay, what? There's a nice there's a seven million nice there's a 15 million nice okay cool dude you got a 20 million dollar house in ladue awesome let me show you a 250 million dollar house in los angeles let me let me show you this right real quick and then let's see what you think about this 20 million dollar home uh in i don't mean to ever put down st louis because obviously i'm living here for a reason 
All I'm saying is lately I've been feeling like I've been maxed out in both inspiration and work. I don't, there's not too many people here who have a drive to be better or there is a lot of people who think they do, but what it really comes down to is actions and mindset. Like there's, I've, I've met people in college who have been like, oh, I haven't eaten anything all day. And I'm like, why didn't you go to the food hall? I literally couldn't find any, like literally none of my friends could come with me. And I've just been sitting here starving. There's a lot of that uh, mentality, I think. I think in the, in the majority of the world. And uh, that goes back to the groupthink mentality, which goes all the way back to what I've been talking about with these manifestation groups and just people who have to work in groups or they can't work. You're not ever going to be successful in anything independent if you cannot work by yourself at something. I mean, that's just the truth. That's just the truth, and I tell it from my tooth. And that's, that's, um, that's another big problem. But I'm tired of talking about only problems here. Jeez. Like, I, I started this. I don't know if this is like a negative podcast. I don't, I don't mean to be negative whatsoever. Um, um, all I'm saying is that you got to be careful with where you get your information. You got to be careful with who you surround yourself with. You got to be careful with a lot of things because a lot of things will do you in before you even realize that they start doing you in. Um, just like the manifestation shit. Just like the manifestation shit. I think someone told me that the new versions of the Bible had all the I am statements redacted and replaced with I'm to like dumb it down a bit because of the power in the Bible. But anyway, guys, um, uh, let me just finish these stories uh, for the trip. So when I went to Colorado, I got an M4 and I've been so used to my P100D that when I stomped on the gas on the M4, Armin was behind me. I had to pull over because I thought it was broken because I'm like, why is this not moving? And then I realized, oh, you got to hold it for more than like a second to really get this car moving. Like, because I'm so used to an electric car, like literally think about this. The M4 took like one to two seconds to really start going like, like that takes two seconds and two seconds in my P100D, I'm already at 60. Think about that for the delay that it takes for the pedal to reach the, um, the motor to start to accelerate. I'm already at 60. So don't come to me trying to tell me that, oh, dude, your car sucks. Your car is slow. There was some guy trying to troll me so hard because he had a GTR and it was like my car is like way fucking faster. And he was just always trolling me because he was so insecure about it. A lot of these uh, diehard car guys are so insecure about the Tesla P100Ds because imagine you dropping $2.4 million on a car just to get smoked by a uh, $100,000 sedan. And I've been doing a lot of smoking lately, for sure. Like, I just been flying in that motherfucker. I was going, like, 135 cruising to the gym the other day. That was um, cruising to Lifetime. But, uh, yeah, so I get back from L.A. There's a lot of funny stories in L.A. that happen. Uh, I don't know what I want to tell because a lot of it's obviously, like, a personal thing. But when I got back from L.A., I was here for five days, and then I went out to Florida and Colorado on a dope-ass 10-day trip. But something happened right before the 10-day trip that I'd rather not dive too deep into. And it really taught me a huge, valuable lesson. And the lesson essentially was that when you chase your past, you sabotage your future. And there's a lot of, th there's a lot of substance to unpack there. And there's a lot of things in my life that I currently and constantly do where, I guess... Subconsciously is the word I'm looking for. Subconsciously, I'm chasing the past. 
and all my actions are going to get that comfortable feeling of the fast where I've sabotaged certain things that could have brought me to a brighter future. And that just has to do with comfort. I've talked about this, how the memory is way better than the moment. So when I look back on there, like there's some, there's certain aspects of my life when I was living at my grandma's that I'm still subconsciously chasing. And I've realized this recently, but what happened right before this 10 day trip really, really, really instilled that. And I realized that from that moment on, my mindset's changed forever because I am no longer that old Scott at all. I'm not the Scott in college joining a fucking fraternity because he's completely lost in who he is. And he thinks that by, and he thinks that, um, paid camaraderie is going to get him that way. I'm no longer that person. I'm no longer that person to pull up every single place I go in the worst fucking car in the lot. Either one that's been in a crash. That was one of my first cars. I'm no longer that person at all. And to, to chase any part of that life, I'm still authentically me and I'm still authentically who I am and always will be. But I am not that person who can't even get $20 out of the ATM to go to the bar because he only has $18 in his account and only has $8 in cash. I'm no longer that person. So why the fuck am I chasing that person? Or why the fuck am I chasing certain habits of that person, certain uh, people in my life with that person? Why am I chasing all this? I do not know. Maybe some of you guys can relate to this. Like, do you ever find yourself? Let me know in the comments right now. Do you ever find yourself? Like, for example, um, I guess a good example would be like an ex. Like, do you ever, like, you ever find yourself like thinking about one of your exes that you know is just a horrible relationship, but you're always constantly like, why are you sabotaging your future when you're chasing your past, when you know that the um, memories always is always better than the moment. So when you know that relationship or whatever was just a horrific thing and just terrible and so many bad things yet when you're out of it you want to get back into it because the memory is always better than the moment, but you got to focus on the moment, how you felt in the moment. What the fuck were you doing in the moment? The best memories are going to be the ones where you really feel like this is a special time in the moment. And that's what I've really switched my mindset around to do lately. When you can really appreciate the moment, when you can really be in the moment, even through meditation, you understand how important the moment is and how you cannot waste the moment in the past. You cannot, not, 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 not. Because people change, things change, and environments change, and everything changes. So you cannot... When you, because a lot of people will start to just sabotage the path they're on simply because they think, they think the brain's tricking them. That's the devil in your head, trying to get you to go back to the way things were. Like Drake said, thinking back, thinking back, ah, thinking back on my years. There's times where I wish I was where I was back when I was wishing I was here. Dude, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good music quotes out there. Let's just be real. Let's just be real. Um, but that was, I don't know if you guys saw my live. If you saw my live, that was one of the best lives. I was amped up with energy like nobody's ever seen before because it, everything just became so clear to me. Everything just became so clear to me. And when like someone recently who's worth nine figures told me that they're pretty sure I'm going to be worth nine figures like in the next 10 to 20 years too. And that like... It's one thing for your friends to say that. It's one thing for your family to say that. But when someone who's actually done it says that to you, that shit's powerful. And so when I was, quote unquote, chasing the past and then that happened and he said that to me, I realized that if I chase the past, I'm never going to hit that nine figure goal, nor will I hit that 10 figure goal. And for just a tangent, 
for God's sakes, don't listen to anybody who demonizes success. I saw some someone was talking about how there's no such thing as a good billionaire. You can't be a billionaire and be a good person. Go fuck yourself with the longest stick that you can possibly find in the broom closet because that shit is bullshit. And you know it and I know it. You're just saying that because you're trying to make an excuse for yourself and you're trying to virtue signal saying, yeah, this massively fucking successful person that I feel incredibly inferior to has a lot more money than me, but I'm better than them because they have more money than me. That is the younger new generation's argument to demonize success, to make an excuse for themselves for not finding the success they wanted in anything. It doesn't even have to be money related, but all these people are just bitter and angry. They're just so angry inside because they haven't accomplished their dreams. So when they see someone who has, they feel inferior and nobody likes to feel inferior. So that's when they comment the hate or that's when they write these stupid ass articles saying there's no such thing as a good billionaire. Guess what, motherfucker? Jeff Bezos donated $200 million to world hunger in April. And what did you do? Tweet on your phone? Tweet on your phone? What, on your phone that's made by slave children in China? Like, it, it, it's, it's hilarious. It, it's hilarious the hypocrisy that's out there. Someone said that, uh, that Warren Buffett's a horrible person. Oh. You mean the same Warren Buffett that's donated, I think, like $20 billion and then pledged 99% of his net worth, which is like $90 billion when he dies to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Bill and Melinda Gates, who also donated $44 billion so far? Don't even get me started. And I've, Bill and Melinda Gates, I understand the, the issues that come with that. I'm not even going to get into that. I'm just saying that for someone who's never, for someone, for anyone who's donated under a million dollars, to ever say that they're better than someone else who's donated 200 million or, or literally billions, you're, you're making yourself look like a fool right now. And let me see if I'm making myself look like a fool with my recent um, uh, Bitcoin uh, uh, buys because Bitcoin went pretty crazy. I've, I've owned a couple of Bitcoin for a while, but I recently bought some XRP. So I'm just going to take a little, little gander at that real quick. Um... Well, I'm down a little bit. But anyway, that's besides the point. I just had to cool down. Because I get so heated with that, guys. I mean, we're living in the greatest country in the world. We can literally do anything we want in this country because we live in an incredible capitalistic structure that allows people, like I think they said 80%, no, 77% of millionaires inherited $0. So when you, when you, see, that, when you see that rich kid driving down the street and you make an excuse to why you don't, it's uh, it's just a defense mechanism. It's like Nav was saying, I don't need friends. They don't want to see someone like me doing better than them. I can't believe that I really got rich. Tell a bitch or a hater to suck on my dick. Yeah. And, uh, and it's true. It's just a lot of people... Inferiority complex, I believe, is what it's called when someone starts lashing out because they feel inferior to someone else. There's too much of that in this world, and that's just too, they say. Whew, I got I got heated on that one for a bit, just mentally. You know, you guys don't want me to lash out fully because I will. But we got these questions later. Uh, let me th let me think if there's anything else I want to talk about. When I was in Colorado, by the way, so this trip uh, back to the trips. I, I know I'm jumping around, but this is just part of the subject. My mind's all over the place. Um, what it really taught me is my dream. 
and whoever you got to figure out your dream like pretty quick so you know what to work towards at least and then when you know what your dream is you got to already believe it's happened you didn't oh my god you do not want to manifest your dream okay do not manifest your dream don't even let that word enter your vocabulary you got to know your dreams already happen your thoughts are the reality around your world there's just a, a, a slight delay like a couple years delay maybe a couple months delay from where your dreams are to where your reality is. That's why I got great advice about golf. When you play a lot of golf, it naturally trains your brain to see a far reaching goal and then accomplish it. And you do that 18 times in a round of golf. So that programs your brain to literally go after what you want and, and actually get it. So that when it, times, when it comes time to go after a distant goal, it's the same programming that golf teaches you in your head. You gotta, you gotta think, go and get it. But my dream is to own, to own a home in the mountains in Colorado, probably Breckenridge, and a home in Southern California, maybe slightly outside of Los Angeles, like Manhattan Beach. So I got a beach home and got a mountain home. And in the uh, Manhattan uh, Beach house, I have the Lamborghini Urus for the, for the family and then the Lamborghini Aventador for the boy, for me. And... Uh, I got six kids in that house and that motherfucker, but we got the jet so we can like go back and forth to Breckenridge whenever we want, whenever LA gets too crazy. But that's my goal right there. And uh, that's what's already happened. So fuck anyone who says I should manifest that bullshit, okay? Quit putting a divider between your thoughts and reality. And that's the main purpose. If anybody, when I say this, I just want to make it crystal clear that biggest issue with manifestation is you're putting a label and a barrier between your thoughts and your reality and you're telling your brain that you're trying to trick it with boom manifestation right between the two when really at the end of the day your thoughts need to be your reality for them to have your thoughts need to be your mental reality to create them into your physical reality it's as simple as that simplify Simplify that motherfucker, okay? Um, but yeah, I'm 110% back. It's been a while since I've done a solo podcast, so if you guys can't tell, I'm like a little, little like kind of all over the place because I'm, I'm not used to this, especially coming in with that subject matter and especially with what happened last night with that random girl entering my house. I definitely want to see what people's reactions are to it because, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, I still haven't found anyone to find that girl yet because she went to my high school. She went to my high school and I still haven't figured out, like I still haven't met anyone who knows her yet, but we got a lot of, uh, we got a lot of, uh, 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 oh, I'm going to put this on my story. We got a lot of, um, we got a ton of mutual friends. That was the weird thing. Luckily, I, luckily she left her purse. So I actually knew who this person was, but her name was Rootvi. And I thought she was telling us she got roofied. And I'm like, oh, she got roofied. And she goes, no, I'm Rootvi. And I'm like, oh, okay. And uh, so, yeah, that's I'm going to put this on my story really quick. All right, sorry for that delay. But I'm about to hop into these uh, advice from Scott questions. Again, guys, if you want any of my advice outside of drop shipping and Facebook ad questions, go ahead and hit me with a question because I'm really interested to know what questions are contained here because the last one 
I I made it pretty clear that um, I'm not going to be taking those questions. That's just boring. I'm not. This isn't. This is not an e-commerce podcast. This is just a podcast that I want it to be universally appreciated. Okay. Oh, I also have two citations sitting right over here. When I was in Los Angeles, I was with my friend and we got arrested at the park simply for literally a $250 fine just for going to a park that was closed. Like five park rangers pulled up on our ass. It was annoying. And then they let these underage kids who created all the noise that caused us to get caught, they let them go. Um, but I guess that's the way of the world right now. Hmm. Also, one one thing I want to note is there's not too many people in St. Louis who are like entrepreneurial uh, successful and stayed here, but there is one person and his name is Andy Frisella. I would love to get him on the podcast. I just love to talk with him. The issue is he blocked me back in 2017 when I bought my first Lexus. I think he definitely misinterpreted the situation because all I did was we went to the same gym and I was so excited to finally have a car that I wasn't completely embarrassed of. Again, I drove shitty ass 1990 Honda Civics or whatever my whole life, literally cars that have been in crashes before. And I got my first car I was actually happy with, like not embarrassed of. And it was a Lexus IS250 and I parked right next to his Ford GT. And I just I just put a poll like, uh, whose car is better? Obviously his car is better. I just, w- just wanted to take a picture with a cool car next to what I considered to be at the time a cool car of my own. And then he blocked me. So I think he took that the wrong way. I was just like, in general, just pretty excited to have a car that I like, imagine if I pulled up to the four GT in that 98 uh, Corolla that I was driving and be like, whose car is better. Obviously like that, I would never even do that. I wouldn't even want to take a picture of the, my car in itself, let alone next to a $350,000 four GT. Um, but yeah, I would love for him to get on the podcast. If you guys want to see Andy for selling this podcast, Comment below, get Andy Frisella on the podcast because that would be awesome. I'd love to talk with him about so many things, but I'd love to start it off with like that situation because it was a, I just um, I just felt bad because I think he thought I was trying to like poke fun at him or something. That was not the case. Anyway, guys, um, I think that's basically all the subject matter that I have to talk about before I hop into these questions. I can't really think of anything else besides like it's snowing in Colorado. That was pretty cool. Mm, Just seeing a fox come up to us was pretty nice. But ultimately on this entire trip, the biggest thing I took away and one of the two main subjects of this podcast was if you chase the past, you're sabotaging your future completely. And remember that next time you try to, next time you have an unexplained tendency to do something that's obviously harmful that your intuition is telling you not to do, that's going to inevitably be a bad thing to do. Remember that you're probably chasing the past and sabotaging your future during it. And, uh, and then obviously the other main subject of this is how much I hate the word manifestation, uh, almost as much as the word entrepreneur, just because entrepreneurs associated with so many fakes out there. Like when you can't say what you actually do for work, a lot of people just say I'm an entrepreneur, which means I'm working on something. But when I say I'm an e-commerce, I can say I'm an e-commerce. I don't say I'm an entrepreneur. I say, oh, I do drop shipping or I do YouTube or I'm you like that. I can put label as much as I hate labels. You should be able to self label what you actually do instead of broadening it with entrepreneur, which is another reason I don't like entrepreneur. But I think manifestation is one of the most harmful words out currently right now because the people who are trying to manifestation, 
who manifest are actively doing themselves a disservice by labeling the thoughts to reality process, which they call manifestation. So I think that's a, that, that's quite a place to leave this off. Let me hop right into these questions right now. Cause I'm excited. There's a lot of questions guys. I have over a hundred right here. Um, so let me see what we got going on right now. So, um, just a, this was just a general question to say, what keeps you going? I answered this in the last one. What keeps me going is everybody who told me to stop, everybody who told me to quit, and everybody who told me to fail. When you're working, and I know everyone listening to this has had people tell them that. Next time you're working on what you want to do and want to give up, just remember that when you do, they win, and they can rub it in. They can tell you, I told you so, because you just proved them right. Um... Okay, so this guy says, I actually know this person. How do you use observing your thoughts to your benefit? So I've been getting into um, meditation lately. And the cool thing about meditation is you sit there with your thoughts only and you can observe your, you can observe your, you can, you, you can observe your observation. You can observe your observations. And then that makes you question then who are you? If you're observing yourself observing, then where is this perspective coming from? So how do you use that to your benefit? By keeping a level head. So anytime, like I was saying, when like I see the mass amount of people believing some sort of narrative or the mass amount of people doing certain actions or doing this or doing that, I never buy into it. I do my own thinking because I am observant of the fact that I'm observing and that these people's opinions is not who I am. The people online, the people on TikTok, the people on all these social media platforms, just because they say it is, like just because I follow 20 people and all 20 people say this is the way that this is, I'm not gonna believe it. I gotta see the facts, I gotta make up my own mind. And when you gotta think independently and you gotta take pride in thinking independently. You cannot rely cannot live your whole life trying to fit in with everybody else. That's a, until I started making my own money and living on my own terms, I did the exact same thing. The Snapchats, like I was looking back on the other day, the Snapchats I were posting were cringy because I'm like, why am I posting this? I'm posting this for other people. Like I'm not, this is not who I was at all. I was a subject of my environment, not a subject of myself. And when you are aware that you're aware, you understand that you are who you are and not everybody else. Okay. All right. This guy uh, messaged me twice for that same question. <sighs> do, do, do. So just someone saying that they have $15,000 saved up and oh, drop shipping question. Sorry. Can't do it. Okay, this is a good one. This comes from my boy, can't say his name. Hey, Scott, I want to make friends with more like-minded people who are in the same business as me. In the last year or so, I've been meeting other people who make money online. And it's made me so much happier and more motivated. Yeah, dude, when I, when I first started hanging out with people who are actually doing the same thing as me, dude, I was so happy. That was awesome. That was so cool because you could actually talk to someone, not only talk to them about it, but you can mutually benefit from the conversation rather than just like talk about it and then just get hounded with questions. Business and networking events were great, but then COVID happened. 
And I find it hard to make connections online and turn it into real life. You got that right. Don't let anybody tell you about the Zoom shit. Do you have any advice for that? And how do you meet your best friends that do drop shipping? I mean, everyone I know, uh, we we aren't too concerned about COVID. Like we're gonna we're gonna say we're gonna dab each other up. We're gonna say hello. We're not gonna stay six feet apart with a mask on while we're hanging out. And I think most people under thirty are are in that same bucket. It is a little different being someone completely new, uh, meeting someone completely new and trying to meet people without the, with the whole COVID situation. The COVID situation is a mess. But I would just say do magnetic networking. That's exactly what I do. Just bring value. I hate that. Um, just make YouTube videos. And if they're good, you're going to get an audience. And if, you're, if they're really good, you're going to get an audience that contains really successful people. And then that's how you're going to meet them. Okay, so Marcus, oh, sorry. Sorry to say your name, Marcus. Marcus says, um, you mentioned all things vibrate at a frequency. If you were to theoretically match the vibration so that they were equal to, let's say, your hand in the table, do you think it would be possible to have your hand go through the table if they are in that same vibration? I'm not sure. I just know the monks and the ancient Egyptians used vibration to levitate things. So vibrating at the same vibration may not fuse it, but... I, or I wonder if by putting my hand on this table right now, I'm vi- like my hand is getting vibrated and charged by that same vibration. Similarly to if I was in a super negative household and me being in that household would negatively charge me and make me more negative. I think it has something to do with that. Oh, yeah, this is going to be a great one. Okay. These are the questions I'm trying to trying to answer right now, guys. So this is a great um this is, I haven't read any of these questions, just to preface, this is a great start. Uh, you mentioned on the last podcast that you wanted to talk about these things, and I wanted to know about literally everything you mentioned. Please talk about crazy things from ancient times, specifically the Egyptians, because some of that stuff is insane. Interdimensional aliens, Jesus, psychedelical drugs, maybe even do a full podcast on this stuff. Also tell us where you learn a lot of this information. I learn all this information from podcasts and make my own goddamn mind and perception about the world myself. So you said... Um, the ancient times. So I've learned from Joe Rogan's podcast that there was a comet that hit 13,000 years ago that blew apart a lot of the humans who were on the earth and a lot of the, and that's what sent all the animals from South America to North America. And that's why it's so uh, desert in, in all those areas. I'm, I'm not going to try to speak too deep on this because I don't know the full details right off the top of my head. But supposedly that's what caused the great flood that the Bible talks about. And that's why you, they found, like, literally boats in, like, the top of the Himalayans, or they found, like, uh, certain things that are in the ocean at the top of these mountains because there was a great flood way back in the day. And apparently that is around the time that, you know what, I'm, I don't want to get too deep into that subject because I'm, I haven't heard it in a while, and I don't want to say anything. I don't want to pretend like I know something I don't because I don't. But in terms of interdimensional aliens and psychedelic drugs, the, the potential is that when you take a psychedelic drug, I haven't, but when you take a psychedelic drug, you could supposedly start to seep through different dimensions. You can supposedly start to superimpose yourself in, in, in some drugs such as DMT. You may be able, be able to travel to an entirely different, um, entirely different dimension. And the theory going back to the ancient aliens is that when you look at the pyramids, the top bricks are actually 
the ones that were laid first. So the way they dated these pyramids is that they were built top to bottom and you can't obviously build it top to bottom. So a big theory is that these pyramids were built in the fourth dimension where in the fourth dimension, anything you think you can, you can create. And so literally the brain creates you, all you have to do in the fourth dimension is think, and then it will just happen. And so a theory, and that's actually back to Jesus. I don't mean to offend any uh, people, Christians or anything like that. I'm a Christian myself. I'm just talking theories. A theory is that the reason that Mary Magdalene was a virgin was because that they were conceived in the fourth dimension. Her and Joseph con uh, conceived Jesus in the fourth dimension. And then when they came back to the third dimension, she was still a virgin. And so that is possibly one of the secrets of the universe, one of the secrets of Jesus. And under the Vatican, they have an entire mile, an entire, you guys can look this up right now, an entire mile, mile of secrets, literally all books. And the theory is that that's the book, um, Library of Alexandria that burnt down. And they uh, had copies and they stored them all there. And then they, they, that's literally all the secrets are. Why are they having these secrets? That's what I want to know. Let us in on the secrets because I want to know. But the theory about psychology, and then you go back to the burning bush. This is all tying into the religion. So at the time in the Middle East, around Israel, where Joseph, I believe, saw the burning bush, was it Joseph? Anywho, it's possible DMT, there's, there's a very prominent bush in that area that secretes DMT on the leaves. And the theory is that possibly Joseph, I think it was Joseph, took the DMT or, or ate the leaves from the, from the bush, which gave him, which got him into a DMT experience, which possibly got him into communication with God himself. So I'm not saying that the story is wrong. I'm saying that it could be that we just need to translate it differently and translate it into say that the burning bush was God, but the bush itself is what allowed him to talk to God. And so when you take certain psychological psychedelic drugs, you can literally transpose yourself and see into different dimensions. But the breakthrough quote unquote only happens with the super powerful shit like DMT, where you literally go through a different dimension and then come back. This is the type of questions I like talking about guys. Shout out to that man. Shout out to that, man. Okay, let's see. We got we got a good question here. It's called tragic end to my relationship. Hey Scott, so can so you can hypothetically call me Jay. What's up, Jay? So I had a sort of friends with benefits relationship with my ex best friend for like six to seven months, but this year in February, her brother got to know about us and that rat snitched about us to her parents. It's funny now because I moved over it, but trust me, it wasn't funny for the last four months. I just wanted to ask, I just wanted to ask what to do you think about what happened with me and what's your opinion on her brother snitching? I don't know, man. Why the fuck does it matter what her brother thinks? That's all I can say. I think you're, you're valuing the brother's opinion too much or the parents. If you... She, she is allowing either you, I don't know the current situation. You can give me details, but one of you is definitely overvaluing one, another person's like, if you guys want to hang out and do whatever the fuck you want to do, stick a finger up her ass. It doesn't even matter because it's between you and her. Why does it matter what her parents think? Why does it matter what her brother thinks? That's, that was a weird one. Don't let other people dictate who you talk to and who you don't. 
da, da. Let me see. Da, da, da. So this guy's basically saying he's in a similar situation to Mikey Cass. He built a clothing brand and he's afraid to tell his parents. Just tell him. Just tell him already. Hey, only two things can happen. Both of which shouldn't result in you ending your clothing brand, but both of which are going to result in you breathing a sigh of relief that you don't have to hide something anymore. When you hide all that tension, when you hide all that stress, it gets built up. So yeah, just let them know you're going to feel much better. There's not a possible, there's not a possible scenario where you don't. Um, this man's the same. Should I keep my camera? Yeah. Keep your camera. Why would you not? Oh, that was a weird one. But not a weird one. I'm just saying um, I'm not the person to tell you whether you should keep your camera or not because your photography thing isn't working out. Only you should know that. Okay. Let's see. Now I have a question. Be interesting. Let's see what this guy says. Just listen to your first advice from Scott Podcast. It was low-key shit, not going to lie. Now I'm playing, bro. Don't ever stop putting out content. You're unique as fuck, unlike these other dropshippers. I don't even plan on going into dropshipping. I just love your context. Your podcasts are funny as fuck. you good storyteller. Keep putting... Um, now I do have a question for you. I feel like it'd be interesting for the podcast, low-key, but if you... You could know the absolute truth to one question. What question would you ask? Okay. One question would be, what's the meaning of life? Got to keep it generic, but it would answer every, uh, everything. It would answer everything. So, yeah, I would just want to know what the hell is going on with, with this life that we're living right now because it's very strange. Dr. Sabai. I don't know Dr. Sabai. I don't know if I mentioned him before. Someone was asking about Dr. Sabai. <sighs> okay. All right. Sorry for this. Uh, I'm not going to lie, guys. I feel like I'm about to throw up here in a second because I drank a bang earlier without eating anything. But I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm being, that's why I was being a little quiet, because I'm just letting that pass. Okay, there we go. Now, I'm back. This is an interesting question. that th this, guy, this guy asked this a month ago. And listen to this question. This is strange, okay? This is kind of, this is, this is lightly uh, what happened last night. This guy goes, hey, Scott, this might be the most random and ridiculous question you ever get, but would... What would you do if you were in the apartment chilling in your bedroom or something about to go to sleep and all of a sudden some random ass dude you've never seen in your life pops up and starts asking drop shipping advice? That is super strange that he asked that because a random ass girl popped up uh, last night while I was going to bed. So that's actually pretty crazy. Wow. And I apologize if I don't answer some of your questions, but a lot of these are redundant and a lot of these I've already uh, answered to before. So... Okay, here we go. So this is from a woman. This is from a very attractive woman. 
and they go, how do you separate a bad gut feeling from fear slash insecurity? A very simple example, if someone has a bad feeling their significant other is cheating, how do you know it's actually their intuition, not just fear they're being cheated on from deeply rooted insecurity? This can apply to anything like situations or life decisions. I'm a huge proponent of listening to my instincts, but I'm also, but also am aware that I have a lot of insecurities of fears of failing that might be masking them as my instincts. I'm worried sometimes that I confuse the two. Ooh. Um, so as Jordan Peterson would say, whenever you have an instinct and your subconscious is telling you something and you choose to ignore it, almost inevitably every single time, it comes back to hurt you. And I understand that there's, there definitely can, for example, if, if someone was abused their entire life, uh, in a, say like a 10, a 10 year marriage, some woman was abused their entire life. They're going to be, they're going to be really insecure about talking to another guy. And they're going to be afraid that eventually she isn't good enough or that he might beat her too. But that's. I'm trying to I'm trying to approach this uh, in a good way. It, it basically comes down to this: if you have a bad feeling for no reason, then that's probably your deeply rooted insecurity. But if you have a bad feeling for specific things or specific actions, then you're starting to recognize certain patterns. So, you, so that's the best advice I can give because there's there's definitely a way to separate those two. If you're thinking you're being cheated on for no reason at all, then you probably aren't. And that's definitely getting rooted back to the insecurity. I, w I wouldn't say probably aren't. That's just, I just, because I don't know the situation. All I know is that that would be defined for sure as going back to the insecurity. However, if you're seeing multiple signs all over the place, that's not your insecurity. That's something that you should dive deeper into and you should start to not go crazy with research and, and shit, but... Uh, you should start to pay attention to very closely because if it's a consistent inconsistency, then it's a bad sign. But gut feelings, gut feelings are directly connected to institutional, I mean, um, instinctual reactions, which is directly related to your subconscious and your subconscious collects all data. So maybe your subconscious could possibly see, be seeing something that you can't even recognize. Okay, this this question is very strange. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. That I'm gonna I'm gonna answer a couple more. I'm gonna answer a couple more. <sighs> okay, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this question just so you all can start to understand the type. The reason I say don't ask me drop shipping questions or anything like that because this is an example of what I get in my personal inboxes all the time. Listen to this question. Hey, when the Corona thing ends, can you fly me to the States and teach me drop shipping? I have some money saved up and I tried several stores and failed. I asked because I have nothing to lose and a lot to win. This is a real question. This is a legit question. Yeah, I got, yeah. Oh, 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 you have a lot to lose. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, you have, 
you have nothing to lose and a lot to win? Oh, man, come come on. Fly over here. Fly into St. Louis. Let me teach you everything I know. Because you have a, nothing to lose, right? And you have a lot to win. So let me help you out. Okay. So... This is a long question, but it just seems that he's had a troubled life and he wants to thank me for the videos. He recently bought a BMW, which is a dream car, big ups. It seems like he slumped down into depression, everything, and then came out of it. Oh, okay, so he actually came out of it drop shipping. nice. Okay, and he has a, and he has a full time job on top of dropshipping, but he's making thousands more a month. Nice. Okay. So it comes down to I struggle with motivating myself some days. How do you keep motivating goals? Yeah. Okay. It just goes back to that first question I answered. It's uh, you gotta think of everybody who doubted you, everybody who's done you wrong, everyone who pulled the fucking uh, uh, shoulder and turned their back to you. You got to think of every single person that has ever done you dirty and you got to remember them when you're going after your goal, when you're going after what you want and going after what you should do and what you have to be because they're the people who are going to laugh and tell you, told you so. You cannot allow that. Like Umar said in my interview with him, he would have quit stock trading if it wasn't for all the people who doubted him because he knew the second he did and the second they learn how much money he lost initially, they would see, see, I told you so. Boom. Uh, this guy says he quit his job. And now he's just traveling, skydiving, and dropshipping. Fuck yeah. So we got this guy going to Webster University in St. Louis. Shout out. Uh, this is one of those like broad questions I get sometimes. Uh, he wants to know if the university is worth it. That's on you, man. If you got to ask why you should go to college and you can't answer that, you probably shouldn't. But if you can, then you should. Don't ask if you should. Be asked why you should. Uh, this guy's... This guy is saying that I should buy a house in Venice. Jesus Christ. Okay, you haven't spent too much in Venice Beach, I don't think. And he says third parties there. Okay. All right, so this man's being sued. Hey, Scott, I'm 19 years old, and I got offered a job in August to repair iPhones in Seattle, Washington. I signed a one-year contract and flew out the week after. I ended up hating the job in the state I was living in. Keep in mind, I lived in sunny San Diego my whole life, and it was a big shift. Yeah, I shouldn't have left there. I quit after three weeks and flew back to Cali, giving them a day before notice. The owner is attempting to sue me, but I felt like it was the right thing to do. I moved in with a new roommate, and now I'm beginning the online business dropshipping. So I don't know how that works. I don't, I'm not sure how they can sue you for not staying for a one-year contract. I don't know anything about lawsuits, uh, and I definitely know, don't know anything about that type of, of shit. So I can't say for sure. Uh, let's see. I'm going to finish up this page. I got about eight more, eight or nine more questions. I don't know how many I'll do of the eight or nine, but I'm just going to finish up this page and then wrap it up. I try to make every podcast go to at least an hour. It seems like the sweet spot. Jacques. Oh, God damn. I cannot say these names. Okay. Uh, he's, 
this guy's trying to sell me copywriting services, dude. I'm telling you guys, if you DM me a dropshipping questionnaire, or even worse, you try to sell me on a service in my advice for Scott Gmail, I'm never going to speak to you for life. That is the worst way to ever approach somebody. It's like those people who send videos to try to sell somebody on like Instagram growth. And like what they don't realize is when you DM someone, it says like they sent you six videos, but you can't even click and view the video. I've never, I'm going to make this super clear for everybody who thinks that they're unique and think that they can, instead of having actual value to give, they can use tricks to manipulate people to respond. Okay. I have never opened one video that has ever been sent to me. I have never opened one voice memo that has ever been sent to me because I know they would not have to do that if what they had to offer was actually beneficial and or mutually beneficial. A lot of people saying that they uh, procrastinate. When it comes to procrastination, the only way to solve procrastination is by doing. Uh, this is someone asking for dropshipping advice. <laughs> oh man, I love this one. Okay, so hey Scott, the front <laughs> hey Scott, the front passenger door on my 2010 Audi A6 won't open from the outside after I lock and unlock the doors. But when I open the door from the inside and close it again, it allows itself to be opened, even though the outside, the button on the driver door that unlocks all doors also doesn't unlock. You have to reach over and pull the lever. Spamming the button on the keys seems to sometimes unlock it as well. Do you have any advice on how to fix that? Yeah, man, you want to take apart your... Okay, so you want to take apart your system rotary, and then you want to change... You want to flip the... So there's going to be two switches. Flip the left switch up, and then you want to flip the right switch down. Usually when that happens, it's, it's vice versa. Maybe you'll hit like a bump or something. But yeah, switch that up and then let me know how that works. So that's a question I get a lot. Someone, someone who got their rent for free and wants me to move in with them. Can't do that. Another question about religion. Here we go. This is a good question. Hey Scott, I'm 17 and I love your videos and I'm going to, and I'm finally getting my first store ready because I convinced my dad to let him use, add him to my LLC so I can, yeah, yeah perfect, perfect, perfect. So my question is, if one day you wake up homeless, broke with no friends or connections, what strategy would you use to get back to where you are right now? What would you focus your time on? What would you seek out? Magnetic networking by uh, magnetic networking through YouTube accomplishments. YouTube is the most solid foundation for any audience ever. Tic Tac is the worst. Like you can, I've seen people with millions of followers on Tic Tac and it's, they only have like 30,000 followers on Instagram or even less like horrible. So I, I would focus all my energy on YouTube, no matter what it is. I could do literally anything, but as long as I have a pop in YouTube channel, anything is possible and you're gonna magnetically network the people around you. Uh, 
All right, someone. Uh, so this person moves around. He's an introvert because uh, his parents uh, move around a lot. He recently moved to a new country and he can't go outside much because of the fucking COVID. Damn, I can't imagine what that must be like. I feel for you on that, like moving around during to new countries during a pandemic. It just feels like every time I move, my life restarts. Now that I'm 18, I'm finding it hard to have relationships. So I've gotten used to not get attached to someone. Did you guys hear that? I don't know what that was. Don't get it confused. That was not me. <laughs> so that's a tough one man i think the only way that you're going to find stability is by moving out and finding your own place and you've been a the good thing is you've been uh to so many places you can choose your favorite place to live and you can just live there like it sounds you feel lost because you don't have any foundation and it seems like every time you start to do it's like it's like uh you you every time that you start to build a home uh, you get snatched away from it and then you got to start a whole new place snatched away from it. So I feel you the only way you're going to solve that is through stability and taking your life into your own hands. Okay, so this is a good question. Everything that exists to this very day was made from the resources from planet Earth, correct? I think so, I believe. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. Okay, so check out the iPhone 11. That's the newest iPhone out right now. Why couldn't it exist before? Who, what, where decides when something exists? Scientists. Uh, everything that exists today, why couldn't it have existed 100 years ago? Mass amounts of electricity. Like mainly the discovery of electricity is what shot us up. But then once the microchip was made, that's when things, because you got to remember a lot of this shit is done on computers and the models and how everything works is actually created on a computer with artificial intelligence. So it's not luck. It's not coincidence. It's just a progression of scientists. And like, like literally when Tesla, Nikola Tesla was like, he could have changed everything, but that think about Nikola Tesla was in the fifties, right? That's when we were really, and like, um, cars were popping, but I think electricity really came around the late 1800s, early 1900s. So we're, that's only a hundred years ago. So we were just figuring out electricity. Wait, hold on. Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. When, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look that up. When was electricity invented? 1800. Okay, I was way off. I was thinking of the light bulb. When was the light bulb invented? Fact checking myself. 1879. So that's when we started to really start to be able to control electricity. But dude, that's a long way to go before we develop microchips. And then once we develop computers that could then further us, that's why that happened. So let me see. Or is it just that all of humanity in itself is just gradually getting smarter and more intelligent as life goes on? Yes. Or, and we are eventually going to get as smart as aliens. We could already be the aliens and the UFOs could be the uh, time traveling devices. Like a UFO, I've always thought about that because an alien seems to be like us in the future with their huge ass brains and their huge ass eyes, if that's what they actually look like, you know, to take into account for all the new information and all the screens we'll be looking at. So the UFOs could really literally be a time, um, a time machine. And that's us in the future coming back and checking out what we were in the past. And that's why they try to avoid us so much and that why they're so secretive because they don't want to mess up this timeline. 
Let's see what he has to say. But that one makes sense because there are brilliant scientists bef way before this day. So if something more advanced is going to eventually exist, why can't it exist now? Because we don't have the knowledge to create it. We're, we're constantly doing it. They said that computing prop computing power has gone up over a trillion X in like the past 50 years, a trillion X. So most of the discoveries that are happening right now are through AI, through computers. And that's why. So it's just a progression thing. Like it just can't happen right now like because we just don't have the technology to make the future happen right now because the technology hasn't been made yet. Okay, well, that's going to end that right there. Ooh, that was a good one. Oh, yeah. If you're watching all the way here, comment one hour, gang, because we're over an hour in. The start was a little shaky because I'm not, I wasn't used to just talk. It's, it's different talking to yourself like in a solo podcast. Um, but what really helps to give advice for anyone who wants to do a solo podcast themselves, you got to get a good mic in these headphones. The headphones allow you to send, get, like send yourself into a completely different world, completely different world. So anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. Let me know what you think about this. Again, you can email uh, advice from Scott at gmail.com. I'm going to be answering these questions at the later part of every solo podcast. You can, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can find this on Spotify. And if you haven't checked out all my recent podcasts, dude, you're missing out that especially that Jared gets one was one of the best ones I've done. So definitely check that out. Thanks for watching, guys. Peace out.